Hey, ding-dongs! Welcome back to The Good Play, a podcast formerly about NBC's The Good Place, and now, well, at least we're back after a very long hiatus. Uh, Look, sorry COVID is that. hard! Yeah, I have, to, I, I have a little, um, like, apology that I would like to make up front, <laughs> but uh, before we get to that, my name is Brianna, and with me on the line, she's burdened with glorious purpose. It's my sister, Marissa. Oops, I killed my mom. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. (laughs) (laughs) Whoopsie doodle. Yeah, so my apology is, so I've been listening to our old episodes just, you know, just to get me through these hard, hard times. (laughs) Dark. And and they are genuinely hard. I'm I'm only laughing at myself. And uh, in the episode that we did about A Spirit of Christmas... I don't know if you remember this, Marissa, but there's a line in there. I've listened to that episode at least a few times. (laughs) Okay, so there's a line in there that I specifically make fun of, where they say, between the economy and influenza, I'm surprised anyone's going out at all. (laughs) Oh, man, I remember that line. And I was like, pshh, who who even cares? Like, would we say that now? Like, yeah. Yes, I feel like I caused this. <laughs> I feel like I mocked the 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 universe, and now we have been stricken for a very long time with this. And I I, I can say for certain that we would one hundred percent say between the economy <laughs> and COVID, I'm surprised anyone's going out at all. So, uh, my hubris. <laughs> and you even were like, "Well, the flu epidemic was like really serious," and I was like, "Yeah, I know, but like, who says that?" <laughs> You're very flippant. So, so I will say for myself that it has been a complete nightmare almost right up until now in terms of childcare, just because you know our firstborn was in quote unquote virtual school, which is nothing mm-hmm. uh, for many many months, and my husband and I were juggling trying to take care of him and also trying to work at odd hours, and and you have a second child. Yeah, he at least was in daycare, but uh, my schedule just did not allow for us to do this from about September to about a month ago. So a yeah. lot of this is on me, but it's it's not on me so much as, it, as it's on the systemic failures of the American government to provide for parents. Uh, yes, and I would also say that you're being very kind by saying that because I too had some caregiving related demands on my time some trubs (laughs) i was soups and trubs um had some caregiving related demands on my time in the fall and in the winter and um those have have recently let up so yeah we're we had been talking about getting the band back together so to speak for a little while but i think you know i think we're we're both maybe i i can't speak for you but i'm definitely feeling a little lighter these days fully vaccinated everybody please get vaccinated oh if you aren't vaccinated you're not cleared to listen to this podcast yes (laughs) unless you're in like a country where you can't be vaccinated and then you know bless you but if you're an american and you haven't been vaccinated you are legally required to turn this podcast off yes uh we will figure out who you are and come harangue you (laughs) we are recording this the day that New York reached 70% of adults vaccinated, so that's a wonderful milestone. Thank you, New York, for all that you have put up with and, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're, we were thinking, of, we were trying to think of things to come back with that were, like, 
a little lighter, a little bit more fun. I know earlier in pandemic times, a lot of people wanted us to do media that was about like uh, being stuck in in a loop <laughs> because that's what everybody felt like, and we felt like maybe that was too too real for the circumstances. But we landed on something that I'm very excited about. I am too, because I think it's going to lead us to a place where we can do like a ton of, you know, analysis and and predictions the way we used to do with The Good Place. Yeah, and I actually think this show has some things in common with like the architecture of The Good Place, which like the story architecture of it, which I Mm. think is really cool. So we should tell you what we're what we are doing, although you may have have guessed it from the the intro I did for Marissa, but uh, we're diving back into the MCU, y'all. We are we are here with the Disney Plus series Loki, which just started. Isn't it technically the MTU? It's the Marvel Telematic Universe. I guess that's true, but they have a lot of stuff in there from the the movies. Yeah, I think they consider it the MCU. So yeah, we're very I I we both watched it and very excited to to talk about it and yeah, there are some fun stuff and theories and twists and all that good stuff. So and I will say up front that I watched through WandaVision and I really loved it. I am uh, there's a lot of haters for WandaVision out there and I really don't get it. I thought it was great. Uh, but I did not watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I it's just not a genre that I'm interested in the sort of like hardcore the bros being bros and fighting fighting crime i guess that's you know kind of the mcu in a nutshell but (laughs) it was just not something i wanted and the reviews weren't great so i was just like i'm not you know investing seven hours of my life or whatever into this that's i you know as i said we're you know time is at a premium time's at a premium for me at the moment it's actually not but until three days ago time was really at a premium i quit my job everybody but i'm going back to a different job in a couple weeks so we just have this very brief window of time where time is not at a premium but i'm not gonna watch falcon and the winter soldier now (laughs) did you watch either of them I didn't watch either one of them. I'm interested in watching WandaVision, but I think when it came out, I hope this isn't like a spoiler for anybody, but like watching a show about a a woman dealing with her grief by like building a, a different world around herself was like, I, that felt a little too close to the bone. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, but I, I'm... I'm interested in watching it because I have heard really good things about all the like genre bending and um, Catherine Hahn is supposed to be great in it. And you yeah, know, I bet I... you're spoiled kind of for some of the story beats, unfortunately. It was really fun to watch sort of in real time when nobody knew anything. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I, I, I am not so attached to Wanda and Vision that I'm like, I, I really feel like i need to go I didn't in perfectly know who blind they were i well that's the other thing <laughs> listeners I, as i mentioned i've been listening through like a lot of our old episodes and i i love listening to like the infinity war one and the end game one because you're like who are all these people is is he a robot is he a guy <laughs> like it was honestly wandavision was amazing and and i don't uh, it was really really good and, and if you watch it maybe we can have a more yeah. sort of in-depth discussion about it yeah i'll put that on the list it's setting up a few things at the end it sets up doctor strange and the multiverse of madness it sets up the marvels it sets up uh that's all i can think of at the moment but it's 
I enjoyed the heck out of it. I really did. Cool. And, I, and it was really affecting. It was really affecting. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it. I think my my time will also be less at a premium very soon. So uh, I think I'll have plenty to watch this summer when I'm not going to the beach for the first time and getting a hellacious sunburn, which happened to me recently. <laughs> um, we all we hope that you are all doing well and hanging in there and you know it's it's tough times but we're excited to be diving into this one the the first episode came out on marissa's birthday so i i take that as a good sign and we want to do we want to jump in yeah let's let's get into it i'll do some housekeeping first yeah go ahead okay so uh you can find us on itunes google play and at goodplay.cast.rocks and hopefully we get some excited people who had subscribed to us many moons ago who will see us pop up um and if you're one of those people we'd love to hear from you you can also rate and review us uh on your podcast app of choice our social media has been like pretty dormant given everything going on was just not a priority for us but we did um, have people, you know, throughout the pandemic sort of checking in with us and wanting us to get back into it. So hopefully we can kind of, that group will revive uh, on Facebook. We have a group called The Good Play. You can find us on Twitter at The Good Play Pod. And you can send us an email at thegoodplaypod at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read them now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are there emails that have just been sitting there for like eight months? Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> Womp womp. <laughs> We're sorry, y'all. It's been a it's, it's been a hard pandemic. It's been a rough ride. It's been a rough and we hope you are all safe and healthy and vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Please everybody get vaccinated. Yes. So episode one of this, I think it's just a limited series. I don't think we expect to see multiple seasons of this. It's called Glorious Purpose. So we open with the end game scene where they are doing time shenanigans to try to get the tesseract back which is one of the infinity stones which one is it is it the mind stone Uh, (laughs) it's the blue one i thought it was the time one no the time one is green and dr strange has it remember and it's a whole thing infinity keep going (laughs) yeah so we're just seeing footage from Endgame where they're trying to steal the tesseract and they're it's the try- space stone it's the space stone that doesn't make any sense what? Uh, oh boy here, we're back in the mcu huh? this, is, this is exactly the energy that i was hoping we'd bring to this i'm so excited and happy to be it back it doesn't make any sense why was stellar skateboard mind controlled by it if nobody it's the sp- knows what that means <laughs> Stellan Skarsgård yeah. in the first Avengers movie is like mind controlled by this thing. Why would you be mind controlled by the space Wait, stone? Let me double check. Yeah, I think you're wrong. You're wrong. It's the space stone. The Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki is telling me. That the Tesseract is the space stone? The Tesseract, also called the cube, was a crystalline cube-shaped containment vessel for the space stone. Stupid. One of the six infinity stones Boo. that predate the universe and possess unlimited energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nope. It doesn't make any gosh dang sense, but fine. Yeah. We have to watch our cursing, I guess. <laughs> yes. It's the space stone for some reason. So Loki, so they're doing time shenanigans to try to get the Tesseract, but Loki manages to grab it and Tesser 
away. Crash lands in the Gobi Desert, where some Mongolian natives are like, hey, what are you, what are you doing here? Who are you? <laughs> and he says, I'm Loki of Asgard, and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. That sounded more like, some, like Vincent Price or something, but it's fine. <laughs> he really, he hams it up as yes. Loki. So then, like, a weird portal opens up in the desert, and some people in tactical gear come out, and they're like, they're from the Time Variance Authority, and, we, you know, you're being arrested for crimes against the sacred timeline. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And yeah, then- I, this, the <laughs> most of this episode, I had, I, I remember feeling the same when we watched Star Wars Episode Nine, where they would, like, throw something out, and I'd be like, okay, I guess. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I felt watching like all of this i was like okay i guess we're doing this i'm along for the ride but like what even is this i think this pays off already more than episode nine did i agree (laughs) so he tries to escape but one of the time people club him in the face (laughs) and and it like slows him down to one eighth time and then they just grab him because it's not hard to capture someone who slowed down to one eighth time i thought that was a cool effect yeah, it was a cool event. I'm just like, you could capture Usain Bolt if he was slowed down to one-eighth time. Like, you could do anything at one He's probably time. still faster than me. I don't know. <laughs> so then they take the Tesseract, and they're like, all right, set a reset charge. And they put this little thing down that looks like a little, you know, like a little suction cup bomb. And then, it, like, you know, they've reset the timeline, I guess. Another thing where I was like, okay, like, what is that? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. So Loki gets taken to this sort of, like, office complex that you know it's very much like it got stuck in like 1967 i liked it a lot i like the set dressing for this <laughs> he tries to run away but he's got this collar around his neck where somebody holding the controller can like fast forward him or rewind him in time so if he like comes at you you know like oh, i'm gonna kill you you just like rewind him a bit and then he ends up you know back where he <laughs> was five seconds ago which is very Oops. handy so the arresting officer gives the tesseract to a receptionist who's Pillboy from the good place <laughs> i was like who's that oh it's Pillboy. i was so excited to see Pillboy. i was so excited to see him i was very happy and loki is like being very grandiose about how he's you know they've all made this terrible mistake and they're gonna pay and everyone's just like oh, blah 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 and <laughs> so he gets put into a room and he gets his clothes taken away. He gets put into like this very drab prisoner's uniform. And then he gets dropped through like a little like chute into, or like a trapdoor into a room where this, this like hapless bureaucrat's like, please sign this to verify this is everything you've ever said. And he's like, this is absurd. And then it prints off another piece of paper that says, this is absurd. It's just like a stack of paper, like, you know, three feet high. Yeah. And he's like, really annoyed (laughs) at this he's really annoyed by all of this somebody compared the av club compared loki in in this episode to like daffy duck you know just constantly (laughs) put upon by the universe and super mad about it i could see that so he you know goes to another room where he has to verify that he's not a robot because if he is a robot then you know he's gonna get melted and he's like well how would i know that i am or am not a robot but he just goes through anyway and he has like a temporal aura which i don't they never explain what that means i'm sure we'll get into that later i think it feels like you're a version of like your fingerprint or something Mm -hmm. but for it's like your time signature yeah 
Not to be confused with a time signature from, from music. Right. So then he has to, like, take a ticket and wait in line. There's only two of them in there, two prisoners in there, but they're very insistent that you take a ticket. So Loki is, like, mad and, like, why am I here? And then there's, like, this little TV that pops up and it's like, ha, I miss minutes. By the way, this is Tara Strong doing the voice. I don't know who that is, do I? She's a famous, famous voice actress. She is uh, Twilight Sparkle in My Little Pony. She is Timmy from Fairly Odd Parents. She is Raven in Teen Titans Go. She is like a very, very acclaimed voice actress. Awesome. And she's like, long ago, the many multiverses fought. And I'm trying to do like a Southern accent. It's not working, but just imagine that. You sound like our mom. (laughs) All the timelines battled for supremacy. And then the the timekeepers decided what what the one true timeline would be. And this is the sacred timeline and they control the flow of time. And, and it's like, they they paint it like anybody might accidentally cause a, a variant is a person who has accidentally stepped off the sacred timeline accidentally or on purpose. It's hard to know somebody who has stepped off the sacred timeline and they make it out like you could just accidentally, like you accidentally miss your bus and then you've stepped off the sacred timeline. And it seems like what happens in that instance is they capture you and then they kill you so that the timeline can go back to normal. <laughs> I think is basically what happens. Cause like then the version of you that does it right, you know, will still be in the world. I think is approximately what the huh, okay. series of events is. Um, so the guy in front of Loki, who's a very annoying guy, he's like, do you know who my father is? He won't take a ticket and they, um, they just kill him. So Loki's like, okay, I will take a ticket. <laughs> and then we have this interstitial where, uh, Owen Wilson is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I love Owen Wilson, but he still sounds like he's in Wedding Crashers. And so this is very fun for me. So they're inside this church in France and, you know, a bunch of time agents got killed somehow by something and they see this. You have it as a little boy. I thought it was a little girl. Oh, maybe. uh, It was a little child uh, gender indeterminate uh, who shows up and asks and Owen Wilson speaks French, I guess speaks French. 16th century French like language evolves I think we all I mean this. speaks French in in a, uh, the most American accent I've ever heard <laughs> and that's why I was laughing it's just he he truly just sounds like he's like don't need a dialect coach for this one I'm just going in <laughs> so he asks the kid do you know who did this and the kid points to a stained glass window that has the devil in it and the kid has like blue on the kid's mouth and Owen Wilson's like, how'd you get that blue on you? And the kid shows Owen Wilson that he's got this like candy. That's obviously, you know, 20th century or whatever. So Owen Wilson takes it from him. And then somebody comes and is like, we've got Loki and Owen Wilson's like, okay, great. So we're in, you know, back in the, you know, bureaucracy from hell Loki is in the judges' chambers. He's been called forth to the judge. The judge is Gugu and Batha Ra. Who... Yay! So she was in Wrinkle in Time. She was in uh, the period piece Bell. Oh, that's right. She was great in that. Yeah, yeah. she was wonderful. So she's like, answer for your time crime. And <laughs> I'm going to say time crime as much as I can. And 
Loki's like, hey, um, so the Avengers were the ones mucking around with time. Like, I saw an opportunity and I took it, but, like, they were the ones mucking around in time. And she's like, them mucking around with time was part of the sacred timeline. And you doing that was not. And it's like, that's not fair, right? Like, well, that's how he feels. That's some nonsense, that's right? That's how I he agree feels. With him. Yeah. I agree with him. So he's like, I, you know, I want to speak to a manager, basically. And he tries to, like, use his god powers, and they're all like, teehee, you think you that, can use your powers. That's very funny. Yes. I thought he really committed to to that bit. I thought that was very funny. He, like, he's in a little, like, not a witness box, but, like, he's on trial in this, like, little box, and he's like, you know, I'm waiting for this, or whatever, and he throws <laughs> his arms out, and he's, like, puffing out his chest, and then nothing happens, and he keeps doing it a couple of times, and they're all like, yeah, that doesn't work here. Nothing works here, as we'll yeah, find out. Yeah, So he's like, ah, you have no idea what I'm capable of, and then Owen Wilson shows up, and he's like, I have an idea of what you're capable of, and he goes over to the judge, and the judge is like, no, 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 and Owen Wilson's like, come on, man, <laughs> The judge is like, anything goes sideways, it's on you. And she releases Loki to Owen Wilson's custody. This <laughs> reminded me so much of when Je- Judge Jen and Michael are talking about mm. resetting the timeline for the humans. And they're having this like conversation Cryptic. where they yeah. know what they're talking about, but the other people don't. And I that, uh, that was one of the things where I was like, it's interesting that they kind of have the same dynamic. And then Owen Wilson is... I don't know. Is he flirting with her a little bit? He's just putting on the charm. He's like, I feel like I'm always looking up to you. (laughs) Questions about the employees of the TVA. Same. I mean, and we had a lot of questions about the employees (laughs) in the bad place and the good place. So, just off the top of my head, why are they all human, or do they only appear to us to be human? Because this is a universal thing, and we know that there's a zillion alien species. There's no reason for them all to be human. Although maybe it's just a perception filter, you know, that Mm -hmm. because Loki is humanoid, they appear human to him. Are they people who got yanked out of reality and Mm. said, this is your thing? Or were they create, are they, are they fake people who got created by the time? The second one. Okay. Because so they, are they immortal? (laughs) No, I, because because they can the, be killed. They can be killed, but are they immortal under normal circumstances? Are they like sharks where they have to be killed? They won't just die. <laughs> I was gonna say elves from Lord of the Rings, but there sharks works too. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah. So Owen Wilson, when he's like taking Loki to, I just keep calling him Owen Wilson. He's gonna get a name in a second, but the elevator. We get like a little bit of exposition because thus far we have not gotten a ton of exposition, but. We get a little bit of exposition about them where Loki says like, oh, you know, so you are an agent of the timekeepers. And he's like, you know, making kind of making fun of him. And uh, Mobius, uh, Owen Wilson is like, yep, that's me. And he's like created for their purpose of protecting the timeline. So to me, that reads as Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're not they it's not like they were mortals. And then they got assigned here after they died. It was like it's like they are synthetic or whatever beings created for this purpose. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. The whole place is crazy. I mean, yeah, yes. So, you know, a lot of this episode is in this interrogation room. Where uh, I saw the AV Club called it, Owen Wilson has a holographic Disney Plus subscription. Yeah! <laughs> so, it's basically, you know, Owen Wilson has Loki's entire life 
on like a little ticker tape and we see it, you know, as like a, on like a futuristic looking kind of screen. Which is again, similar to the ticker tape from yeah, the good place. A good place. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, yeah, let's share a little bit of DNA maybe. Yeah. So Owen Wilson's like, look, here's, you know, your life or whatever. <laughs> here's your <laughs> life up to this point. And, you know, everything you've done so far has been like sanctioned by the time keepers and loki's like this is nonsense you know i have free will i mean this really does raise a lot of questions about free will <laughs> yeah and yeah. he, well, he kinda... wants to believe i mean he's the trickster god right like he wants to believe he, he's, he's outsmarting any everybody yeah. he's unpredictable he's in charge of his own fate I mean, I would like to believe in free will. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is upsetting. Um, I Remind me later, I have some uh, thoughts about how this sort of setup kind of is sort of an, uh, a metaphor for, like, the MCU itself. But so, you know, Loki kind of tries to attack Agent Mobius, but he's got that little dial, the little time dial collar. And he's like, no, you can't. No, <laughs> just, just don't don't try. Mobius is like, you know, I specialize in pursuing, you know, dangerous time variants. And Loki's like, oh, like me. And he's like, no, 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 you're like a pussycat. Like, I'm talking like actual dangerous he's, he's ones. He's pretty hurt by that, which is yes. great. <laughs> so Mobius starts basically psychologizing Loki, which I thought was pretty great. And he's yeah. saying like, what do you want? And why do you hurt people? Like, what 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 is it that you're trying to accomplish what is your goal and loki's like i'm i'm gonna be king of everything and you know i i just basically he wants totalitarianism under him because you know human beings and uh, conscious beings uh choice breeds shame uncertainty regret and you know that's bad and loki wants to take that away i guess not really clear why, but it's fine. Yeah, they also he also said he wants to be king of the nine realms, which reminded me of the last time we talked. We watched Thor Ragnarok, and you were like, "Is it? Un- it's unclear what these nine realms are, but there are nine of them." <laughs> That's funny. No explanation. Meanwhile, Mobius is like, it kind of seems like what you're really good at is losing. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, you. It's funny to me. They do a little thing in here about how he killed Phil Coulson. And what's really strange to me is that Owen Wilson doesn't say, oh, JK, Phil Coulson didn't die. Because it's a I whole was th- waiting for that, too. There's a whole thing about, like, agents. Of, I, if, it feels to me like uh, Marvel or Disney or whatever has, like, kind of disavowed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, yeah. they have just tried to sweep it under the rug as much as possible. And Agent Carter, too. Like, they just are that- not in... They're not interested in that piece of the canon. They're not deliberately decanonizing it but they but this would have been the prime opportunity and it would have been a really like fitting thing in like a thematic way for owen wilson to be like you know you thought you killed phil colson but actually he survived and and he went on to do amazing things and so like i'm not sure you've ever really succeeded at anything yeah i agree with you and i i was waiting for that too and i was sort of surprised that didn't happen and i i also feel the same way about agent carter because they kind of did decanonize agent carter in Avengers uh, Endgame. Um, because, well, it's just a different timeline, I suppose. I guess that's true, yeah. But I loved Agent Carter, and um, I've heard Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, started out a little rocky, but got better over time. But yeah, it does sort of seem like 
the properties that came before Di uh, Marvel being acquired by Disney is like less interested, less interesting to uh, Disney now, I think. Right. Yeah. So Mobius shows Loki what the approved timeline is, which is where, you know, the events of Thor, the dark world, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, where he accidentally gets his mother killed. And he's like super upset by this. It's it's his adoptive mother, I guess, if that matters. Yeah. And he's like, "No, you're lying." And you know, I'll kill it. I'll kill you. And it's like, "No, you can't." Loki just rewinds Loki again. And Mobius is like, "You're not meant to be king. You're meant to cause suffering so that other people can be the best version of themselves, like the Avengers, right?" Which again, like, you know, maybe I should just sort of say my little piece here, which is that. This is very, like, the TVA is very, like, Kevin Feige in a way, you know? Like, that the TVA is kind of aware of the universe as a narrative arc, the way that the MCU <laughs> is a narrative arc. And they are, you know, the, the timekeepers or the TVA agents or whatever are the ones who are, you know, are, like, the executive producers <laughs> of <laughs> the various MCU properties, like... Okay, like, this person's gonna be a foil for this person, like, let's set that up. You know, like, in real life, people don't exist to be foils for other people, certainly, right? People exist in their whole complete selves to do with their lives, you know, whatever they may do. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that these time agents see it, you know, there actually is, like, a meaning and a purpose to the whole arc of the universe, the whole arc of time, because there's somebody or somebody's controlling it and, you know, making it make sense in a way, which is very much like, it's like Kevin Feige. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that, but I think that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and it sort of makes me wonder, you know, to what end are they, like, why are they... You know, we get the background on the multiversal war and they say that the timekeepers are protecting the sacred timeline so that there is no there's no possibility of another multiversal war because every what they call a nexus event the when people step off the timeline, every nexus event could potentially lead to another one of these. But it's it's interesting to think about like you know, maybe I'm conspiracy theorizing already, but it's interesting to think about like, well, what's what's so particular about this one that we have to keep it the way it is? Um, but also like Endgame already established that there are multiple timelines. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They, they they created multiple timelines when they went back in time to grab all the Infinity Stones. That's that was right. fully established. When they went back to like Stark Industries and saw like Howard Stark again and Peggy and yeah. Right. They're the the Russo brothers like way of explaining how there weren't uh time paradoxes was the minute you go back in time, you know, you've created a, a new time you're you're traveling back to a different timeline basically. You know, so you can't affect, mm. you can't affect your own present, right? You can't, that was a big thing. You can't yeah. go back and change something and then come back and then like, oh, humans are dinosaurs or something, right? <laughs> you can travel back in time, but you are traveling to a different timeline. So that's how they got all the infinity stones was they went to other timelines. They grabbed their infinity stones, which doesn't change their timeline so thanos still had the stone still did everything he did they used the other timelines infinity stones to fix it with the iron man gauntlet 
And then Steve Rogers had to go back and put all the Infinity Stones back into their respective timelines so that those timelines wouldn't be short an Infinity Stone. Remember I'm so, Tilda Sw- I'm so glad you remember this. Well, I geek out about, like, time travel mechanics. Do you remember Tilda Swinton, like... Them going to her to be like, hey, we like they're going to just take the time stone from her, I think, functionally. And she like freezes them all in time and is like, hey, what do you think you're doing? And they're like, we really need it, though. And she's like, <laughs> this timeline needs a time stone. And they're like, we promise we'll give it back. And she's like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess you can have it. I, you know, it's it's not fully clear to me that they can put them exactly back into those timelines or if they by traveling back have in fact gone into a third timeline you know that where the time stone where any of these stones uh, was returned but the point of this long nerdy rant is that there isn't just one timeline we already have evidence for multiple timelines so Mm. this smacks of nonsense (laughs) well i mean this is something we can get into a little bit later but like i think the some of the i think the reason for this show is to undo loki's death before the snap and kind of thanos just straight up murks him he like crazy murders him so like i think yeah i i do think that We've seen this. I've, I certain this, this definitely feels like X Men to me. X Men has done this a whole bunch of times in their movies, but a lot of this, like, oh, we didn't, you know, love. I mean, I, I can't tell whether that's a story decision, you know, that's more self serving or if it's just more like, nope, like, pay no attention to that over there. Like, this is the way it is now. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Like, well, so I think it's entirely possible that. The timekeepers, if they exist, are not benevolent. Well, that's... Yeah. And they have set up this whole agency and they have told those people there's only one timeline and it's a sacred timeline and we need you to prune all the variants. But they're lying, right? Oh! (laughs) That's, like, a very, like, real possibility. Although, Gugu and Bathara, like, knew... You know, when Loki was like, the Avengers were mucking with the timeline. She's like, that was approved. Like, well, okay, then you know there's more than one timeline. This is confusing. Yeah. I, I, anytime you get into time travel, there are, I think, some inconsistencies that need to be, like, fully thought out. And maybe we'll get there with this. I'm not sure. I mean, the whole point of this show is time travel. So hopefully they, you know, have figured it out. Yeah. So Loki manages to... you know, give Mobius the slip and uh, and he takes his collar controller with him so he can kind of jump around in time so he can evade capture pretty easily. So he goes and finds Pillboy <laughs> and he's like, I'll gut you like a fish if you don't give me the Tesseract. And he's like, what's a fish? Which is creepy. He's like, I've never seen a fish. And Loki's like, just give me the Tesseract. And... He gives it to him, but then Loki sees in the drawer that he's just got all these infinity, like multiple copies of all the infinity stones just like piled in there. This I didn't understand. Is this from all the different universes? Is that what that's meant to be? This is meant to be. My my, uh, gut feeling on this is a lot of times when somebody is a variant, it's because they are trying to monkey with an infinity stone. Mm. So they've stolen an an infinity stone, but that's not the approved timeline. The time agents show up, arrest him, take him kill him and 
you know, keep the Infinity Stone as evidence or whatever. Like, I just think that the Infinity Stones invite a lot of time shenanigans. Anybody who can figure out how to travel in time is like, I'm going to go get an Infinity Stone. Or maybe somebody who has the Time Stone has a Thanos-like plot and is like, let me travel around through time and get the Infinity Stones. And Mm. they get apprehended by the TVA and their Infinity Stones get So uh, why didn't Thanos get apprehended by the TVA? Because he was the approved timeline. Do you know what I mean? Like That this was the approved timeline? The worst thing that's ever happened to humanity? That's pretty cold. To all sentient species. So, yeah. you know, Owen Wilson says, like, don't think of it as approval and disapproval. That's true. He it's does. It's not like... And again, we don't know anything about these timekeepers or if they are like moral creatures, but like, it's not about this is the best of all possible worlds. It just seems to be like, this is the timeline that we were able to cobble together from all the multiverses that were at war. So who knows what, if if you assume that they are benevolent, they probably had a bunch of restrictions, you know, just based on like, well, this timeline says this and that timeline says that and we kind of need to come up with something in the middle so both of those timelines can kind of like merge into this one timeline, right? So it's not about like this is this is our favorite timeline. It's like <laughs> this is the one that works, I think. Mm. So Loki sees this desk drawer full of infinity stones and he's like, oh God. <laughs> like he just has completely for like misjudge the scale of this operation yeah that's a good way to put it so he they the officers kind of run in and but then he like i think he he rewinds or fast forwards himself and he goes back to this room where he was being interrogated where the holographic disney plus subscription is running (laughs) and he watches his mom's death scene and he's kind of crying. And then he goes forward to when Odin is like, oh, my sons, I love you. And then he like, he disappears into, he he goes into the West or whatever Odin does. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Thor is like, I, you know, I just wanted to fight beside you. I just wanted us to be together forever. And then Thanos murks him. Yeah. <laughs> and he wa- and he's horrified. As you know, like obviously anybody watching their own death would be horrified, but I think for Loki it's an especial like this guy got me, you know? Like the big purple lug was the one who got me in the end. Like come on. It's just so undignified. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's also like after the destruction of Asgard and mm. all these things, like I think, you know, it it's a wake up call for him i think that like you you can only sort of trick your way out of so much and but you know this is what's meant to happen and you know i'm i'm again i am assuming that the idea for this show is that he will be brought back from that somehow that is yes my suspicion as well yeah so mobius finds loki in the theater just kind of like chuckling at his own just absolute you know daffy duckness (laughs) and you know loki's just like glorious purpose and mobius is kind of you know moving around like okay loki might be a threat still but loki's just like i don't enjoy hurting people i don't but you know it's just sort of something that a weak person does because it's a desperate play for control and like he's like i can't go back can i 
And Mopis is like, no, but you could help us. And he's like, why do you want my help? And it's like, well, there's this fugitive variant who's murdering all of my agents. And I think you can help because the variant is you. I genuinely did not see that twist coming. Neither did I. I I was like, yes, good plot point, guys. What a good job. I mean, and then you, and then we get this like end stinger of um, a bunch of the TVA agents being murdered by a hooded figure, and and it's not like this is the moment where they could have had him like pull back the hood and you like see it's Loki, but we, they don't do that, so we just don't see anything. And he steals, I think, importantly, he steals the little bomb that resets the timeline. So it seems like he's collecting these. Yeah, so he, like, lures agents to a field in, like, Kansas or whatever in, in the 1800s and sets the field on fire. And it, it's it's pretty... It's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, it's a little gruesome. But, um, yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was really well done. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was... It was uh, the, the set design and all that, like, the production design, were incredible. And Tom Hiddleston as Loki is just really, really good. And he, like, really understands the character. I, also I enjoyed think, the heck out of it. Me too. I also think, I also really like, I mean, I know I laughed about Owen Wilson before, but, like, I think that the two of them have, like, a really good energy. Like, a really good, it, it to me, this was, um, I don't know if you Turner ever watched. Hooch. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Turner and Hooch. Uh, no, I don't know if you ever watched White Collar on USA. I did not. Okay, it was one of my my beach law shows, but um, Catch Me If You Can has kind of a same uh, the same vibe, right? Because he ends up working for the government in the end to catch yeah, uh, that's a that's a good movie to catch um other counterfeiters. But White Collar was about a, a an art thief who is being in the first episode is being pursued by an FBI agent, and then basically gets a deal to work with this FBI agent to stop other white collar criminals. And it's a really fun show and I would recommend it. It's, it's, it's completely like out of, you know, outlandish, but a lot of fun. And they have a, it's a similar, like, you know, begrudging respect, but like some banter and then they end up becoming friends, which I'm sure will happen in this show on some level. But I mean, if Loki doesn't murder them first, that's true. That's true, but but I did all this is to say I really liked I thought their chemistry was good because what I liked about Owen Wilson's characters I think the sort of the slow talking charming drawl kind of thing really sort of can hide the fact that he does seem very good at his job like he does get Loki to admit all this stuff he never loses his cool with this guy you know he gets Loki really agitated I, I think he did a, I think Owen Wilson did a great job, even though he's, you know, he still sounds like Owen Wilson, but I think that works for... Parlez-vous Francais? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, Tom, uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki really, like, has this sort of grand quality to the way he speaks, because that's sort of Loki's, like, whole deal when he talks about, you know, I'm going to be king of everything, and that's my birthright, and, you know, I earn that place, and... Nobody can take it from me. And then you got Owen Wilson over here like, yeah, okay, if you say so. But anyway, let me show you, you know. I think that's such a great way to diffuse like a sociopathic narcissist. Although it's not clear that he is sociopathic. It seems like he's just 
desperate. I'll have to admit right now that, like, Norse mythology was never my thing. I don't understand Loki's whole deal. Like, I understand the concept of a trickster god, but as Owen Wilson says in the show, like, it doesn't really seem like you're doing a lot of trickstering. Like, he's not, like, going around and making weird deals with people and then being like, oh, just kidding, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And he's not, like, putting whoopee cushions on people's chairs. Like, you know, typically, trickster, you know, I think of a trickster god, I think of, like, Coyote in the Native American myths, who was, like, constantly, like, stealing people's penises, right? Like, that was his big thing. <laughs> Which is, like, that's funny! That's a trickster <laughs> god thing! Like, that's great! I love that! But, like, Loki is just kind of a fascist, and it's... Well- it's interesting like, because what is your deal, man? <laughs> remember, remember when we did Thor Ragnarok, and I was I laughed a lot about the story that oh Matt Matt Damon, no 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 not that one. I mean I did laugh at that too, but the story that um, Thor tells about how when they were children, Loki turned himself into a snake. And then, and then Thor is like, and I picked up the snake to admire it because he knows I love snakes. And then, um, <laughs> he turned in back into a person and then he stabbed me. Like, maybe as a youngster, he was more like just a typical trickster. Well, you're forgetting the part where he stabbed his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's on par with stealing someone's penis. <laughs> oh, stabbed? <laughs> But turning into a snake and kind of like... Turning into a snake is totally trickster god stuff. Yes, I'm yes. totally... I'm all in on turning into a snake. And I'm all in on like, get you know, if you're a snake and like pretending to be a snake and then like hearing something and then whispering into somebody else's ear yeah. and like watching, you know, people kind of muddle around and like, oh, you know, your secret got out. But like, he... In the first Avengers movie, he went to Germany and tried to become their fascist leader. Like, I oh my god, I forgot about that, but you're right. <laughs> Which I only remember because of the old, old German man who was like, uh, won't get fooled again. Nice try. <laughs> I do remember that. Gosh, the first Avengers movie came out in 2012. So, oh been, yeah, I was pregnant with my first baby at the time. In a little while for We went to the movie theater because we didn't have any air conditioning. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my it was gosh. a really hot day and I was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's how I got into the MCU. No, that's not true. I see I saw Iron Man in the theater. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to undersell my commitment to the MCU, <laughs> but, but like y- yeah, Owen I mean Wilson I, is right. Like this is not trickster god territory. This is sociopath fascist territory and like friggin dial it down loki well be like an enjoyable penis stealer (laughs) and also i think i wonder how much of the like sort of fascism i'm gonna be the totalitarian totalitarian ruler of everything comes from the fact that like he is the adopted son of odin and you know the heir apparent is thor and maybe he wants to kind of steal it from his brother i'll be honest i didn't see the first thor or thor the dark world so i don't fully know no clue um i didn't hear i i heard those movies were not that good so i just sort sort of skipped over them but yep so i wonder how much of that is like trying to like stick it to this adoptive family that he has or maybe he has an idea of like what he he's owed because like he's bitter that he didn't have that he's that's not sort of his birthright but it also one of the things that i think 
in terms of what you're talking about, like a trickster versus like somebody who causes like real harm is like the moment where he's, he is shown his mother's death is Owen Wilson explains to him that like he tries to, Loki's trying to get one up on Thor and maybe being a little bit trickstery and like, oh yeah, he's in, he's in that room. Like go, you he's know. trying to get Thor dead. That's true. But he always is trying to do that. Um, but it has these real consequences in that, like, the invading forces end up killing his mother, or his adoptive mother, which, you know, that's your mother. And so maybe it's, maybe that's enough to kind of show him, like, okay, you know, there is a difference between what I sort of say that I am versus, like, what this has become for me, which is just this sort of... Look, quest he, for... he made the Chitari come to New York. Yeah, he, he definitely caused, did that. like eight nine elevens. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you are sad about the one person in your family who got dead, but what about the however many thousands of New Yorkers who got dead because you were like, ha ha ha! I have for some reason the Space Stone, and you know I'm gonna like. He's not, Owen Wilson, I think, correctly says, like, you're not very trickstery. And it's not the exact verbiage he uses, but yeah. it's close enough. Well, he said, he basically says, like, I think what you like to do is cause pain and suffering. Right. And, and uh, kill people. And at the end, Loki's like, I don't like that. I just, I need to use it because I'm weak and I, you know, I need to inspire fear or whatever. But, you know, I would argue that that only gets you kind of halfway to an explanation. So so I will say that I found that psychologizing really interesting because not because I thought it really told me anything interesting about Loki as I see him in front of me in the show. But I thought Owen Wilson was trying to psychologize the variant Loki. Like, mm. is the variant who is murking all of my TVA agents, is that variant a sociopath who just wants to hurt and kill us? Or is that variant using these deaths as means to some sort of end? That's, and I don't know if that's why he was questioning him like that, but that was my sort of takeaway was I think it's useful for Owen Wilson to know the answer to I that I think question. you're probably right because there's a bit that we didn't touch on so much, which is when Loki's being interrogated and things get kind of heated and they're interrupted by the like TVA officer who arrested Loki Right. So that and and she kind of brings Owen Wilson out and she's like, You should just you should just erase him or whatever, like reset, reset him. him. Yeah. And he's a No no no, we're getting good intel. And mm. I think that's probably true. Like if if you look at it if you believe if Owen Wilson's character believes that the variant the the sort of outlaw variant, right, is Loki, then maybe he is trying to see like, is there something that I can kind of like, is this just a, if we see him kill him on sight, or like, is there something else we should be doing? Or how do we sort of track him? And is there a, uh, is there a motivation behind all this? And it looks to me, from what we saw, that there is kind of a motivation, because he's stealing all of the resetters, reset, whatever, whatever the, the little what like reset bombs, because if he was if he just wanted to wreak havoc, then I think he could do that pretty well without sort of taking anything else with him. But it seems like he's trying to kind of cause havoc in all these other timelines, right? Because I don't fully understand any of this, as I mentioned before, but like 
with the with the reset little bombs or whatever they're called. I'm it's a- destroying that timeline, I think, is what it's doing. So I assumed it was like resetting that timeline to before that incident happened. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So if that's the case, then you know the people in the Gobi Desert where where Loki crash landed, they were reset so that it it looked like he was never there, kind of like the flashy thing in Men in Black. But then, well, more like the timeline rewound to the moment before he steals the cube, sure. and then like none of it happens. None of that happens. Whereas, like you know, the end, you know, in the in the church in France in the sixth in the sixteenth century or in the eighteen hundreds, like Wild Wild West, right? Like those the 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 clocks or whatever the resetters were stolen. Which means that, like, somebody's gonna come in that church and, like, see a bunch of, like, dead people out of time and probably be really freaked out. Well, no, I think Owen Wilson cleans that up. But not the one at the end, right? The one at the... Well, no. not that not that we've seen not yet. We've seen. I assume somebody else will come in and clean that up. Okay. Right, but they will clean up the timeline eventually. But okay. yes, Loki appears to have the motive of, let me steal all these timeline resetting, which maybe he wants to, like, collect them all and then, like, set them all off and, like, murder the timekeepers or something. Like, it's worth asking, you know, are the timekeepers actually benevolent? Uh... I mean, I think we've learned from watching The Good Place (laughs) that, like, (laughs) no. I, I mean, I don't, if you have, like, a board of trustees for the universe like they are not benevolent they are well, it's very interesting to me because i have you seen the trailer for the eternals uh no so all i know is, is that kumail with... nanjiani is like super yes Kumail. Ripped. yes he is i think angelina jolie is also in it yeah that's right but it's basically like they seem to be immortal aliens and they come to earth and they hang out with humans for millennia and haven't intervened in any of the stuff we've seen so far it's getting harder and harder for marvel to introduce new characters to be like well why didn't they show up when (laughs) half of humanity got snapped away and it's like oh they were super busy but yeah you know the eternals are supposed to be like very powerful and it's not clear to me what the what is going on with that and like also we know the next doctor strange movie is doctor strange and the multiverse of madness which does raise some questions about what the outcome of this show is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Nothing good, I don't think. Like, even if it turns out that, like, the timekeepers are secretly terribly evil and they've been doing, you know, they've been whatever, they've been doing whatever nefarious stuff. Like, I don't like the sound of a multiverse of madness either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's that they have to be nefarious or evil like they could just be like completely neutral and like removed from the way i mean i keep going back to the good place because that was our origin story but like you know judge jen was for a very very long time completely removed from the goings-on she was like neutral to a fault and completely removed from the goings-on of earth and it wasn't until she visited Earth herself that she was like, woof, like, okay, this is, we gotta do something else about this. But even then, her whole thing was like, well, let's just restart Earth. Like, I'm gonna erase everything and like, we'll see you in a couple, like, billion years. Like, who cares? And, you know, 
So I think even if you don't need to be evil for it to, for to, for the timekeepers to be. Um, I mean, I agree, but Marvel isn't exactly known for having um, subtle villains. <laughs> I mean, I think actually, WandaVision had an incredibly subtle examination of grief and identity and good and evil and all this like but in terms of villains Mm. mcu does not do subtle right if you're the villain you are you know (laughs) right yeah 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 the only exception is black panther yes and i've been on record as saying that you know he's a more nuanced villain but he still wants to murder a lot of people (laughs) Yeah. So not that subtle. So, you know, I, I just don't, I don't see it as like, oh, the timekeepers are like, they, they mean well, but they, they have no emotions. And so all they can do is, but, but really what needs to, I, I think they're going to be like straight up, like, you know, cackling evil. Well, but maybe that's. If they're evil. But maybe that's interesting for Loki to have this moment in the first episode where he is forced to, you know, he has this quote that you mentioned earlier about like for every nearly every living thing uh what is it? i'm sorry i'm gonna look for the quote Choices. For, ne- for nearly every living thing choice breeds shame cert- uncertainty regret there's a fork in every road the wrong path always taken and he uses that as a way to justify that he wants to rule over earth and asgard and weird weird motivation can we just take a moment to like he doesn't just say like this is my he says this is my birthright but that's not really his rationale for wanting to be king of everything which i just keep thinking of that sarah borella song every time i say that (laughs) but like he doesn't he doesn't say look i was born to rule there was a prophecy that says i'm gonna rule over everything i'm the son of so-and-so you know, I, I, I was born to rule, period, the end. He, like, couches it in a philosophical argument of, like, I know better totalitarianism than you. is super cool, actually. Well, Won't so, you join me? Well, so that, but that's my thing, right? To, so to have him have this sort of breakdown of that in the first episode here and say, like, well, I, I only do that because that's my, like, I am weak and it is the thing I hide behind, right? If you're correct and we have a bunch of timekeepers who are being pretty totalitarian about keeping this, I mean, they kill anybody who gets off the timeline, right? Like they're being pretty totalitarian about keeping this one quote unquote sacred timeline together. I mean, they, I, I just asterisk, they kill people, but those people aren't gone, right? They just exist in the timeline prior to their stepping off it right i'm assuming so i don't i don't fully understand the mechanics because well i mean because loki is supposed to you know go do all the stuff that we see on the holographic disney plus subscription so yeah you know you do get killed but only in the sense that like if somebody made a clone of you with all your memories and killed that clone like you still exist it's not great for the clone but you still exist (laughs) Which reminds me of the, just because you don't remember something happened doesn't mean it didn't happen. I don't know how it got there, but I definitely have a tattoo on my butt that says Jason. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think my point is like, 
if you have if the timekeepers are probably like the eventual like villains of this story right in some way shape or form you know the big bad i think i think time outlaw variant loki is like uh gonna take up a lot of energy but then you're gonna get to the real thing probably which is exactly what happened in the good place and i mean that in a good way like if you eventually get to the timekeepers are the the real big bad and they're being very like you know nobody has free will and we control everything like it's interesting to me that loki has had to basically admit that his need for control over everything and the way that he exerts control ever over everything is just a, a sign of weakness. So I feel like that that's makes, a really good point. I hadn't really drawn that parallel. Of it makes like, him that a good, he wants to rule over everything, and it's like, well, he's now under the control of space lizards who really do rule everything. Yeah, and and he ha- and he realizes in this episode, or I think he's beginning to realize anyway that like you know that's not effective, and so maybe. The trickster I mean, it God. seems to be pretty effective for the TVA. Like, they, right? It's not effective. I mean, except for, for the him. fact they all keep getting murked by the other Loki. Which, you know, side question is the is the murderous Loki the our current Loki forward in his own time stream? Do you know what I mean? Mm, Did they just create this variant by pulling this Loki, you know, into their investigation? So, or is it a completely different situation? So I'm not sure. I, I had a couple of reviews here, but I think this is a good place to bring this one in. Ars Technica had a review called Our Favorite Trickster God is Charismatic as Ever in Loki Premiere. Um, not that, that trickster <laughs> They say, this episode closes with a brief visit to 1658. So I've been saying 1800s, I forget which, but I'll, you know. Where a mysterious hooded figure takes out a band of TVA agents with fire. The culprit is probably the rogue variant Mobius has been hunting, and the encounter has sparked speculation that this might be Lady Loki from the comics, a female incarnation possibly played by Sophia DiMartino of the Trickster God, who has often been portrayed as gender fluid given his shape-shifting abilities. So... It's certainly true that Loki doesn't really adhere to one gender. I am aware of that. Yeah. In, like, Norse mythology. Yeah. I'm not super into the idea of, oh, here's Lady Loki. She's a horrible murderous sociopath. Okay, she's got to die now. Like... Well, I don't know. It's well. So the the rest of the quote is um, that means variant Loki might be hunting yet another version of himself. I sense an identity crisis in the offing, especially since director Kate Heron said that identity and self acceptance are major themes of the series. So, hmm. but you know, maybe they don't end up having to kill this variant, right? Like I could imagine a version of this where Owen Wilson's whole you know, don't kill him, we're getting good intel, he can help us, extends to this variant as well if they understand the motivations, right? Like, if the, if this variant of Loki is has a reason for doing all these things, not that I think killing these TVA agents is, like, a great thing, but maybe there's a way to have a kind of redemption arc for that character. It's an interesting question of, like, are the TVA agents alive like Mm. what is the moral valence of killing them that it's kind of like the bad place employees right yeah like they don't seem to really be fully people and i don't want to you know 
I, they I don't were want like, to I don't want to trigger anybody, but like they don't really seem to be people as we would and I don't mean humans, I mean like people. Like they they don't seem to have a life outside of this job. They were created for this purpose. Right. The way so, that, yeah. And it's not clear to me, you know, they're sentient, but they, they exist only to do this job. Again, much like the Bad Place employees. Yeah. And so we would never have, you know, when they melted Glenn. Now, it turned out that Glenn was fine. But but if Glenn's melting had been permanent, we wouldn't have been like, how could you have melted Glenn you know, like yeah. Glenn, uh, hashtag justice for Glenn. Like <laughs> we would have sort of recognized that like that a bad place employee is not morally equivalent to like a human soul. Yeah. And I wonder if this is similar where like a TVA agent is kind of just an agent, uh, like a if you had like an artificial intelligence and the artificial intelligence ran on a bunch of different little computers, like unplugging one of those computers isn't murder. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really interesting thing. Like it seems to matter to Mobius, but he is like them, right? Like he was created for this job and it kind of feels like their whole system is built around enforcing these rules. And so Similar to The Good Place, you know, Glenn, I think, is a great example, right? Where he sort of slowly comes around to the idea that there might be a different way. I wonder Mm. if we get any of that, you know? It feels inevitable that Mobius is going to have to change his views on something. Mm -hmm. Just by virtue of working with Loki. And but what that means, ultimately, you know, is he going to live? Is he going to die? I don't know. But, you know, there's something rotten, obvious. You know, this this series is not going to go like, well, Loki and Mobius hunt down the rogue variant and the rogue variant, they they destroy the rogue variant and then they shake hands and now Loki is a TVA agent. And that's his, that's <laughs> his job that now. Wouldn't that be that's great? His, and he gets his own little desk and a suit and he's happy. Like, that obviously is not how this is going to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a good point if you look at the... So all of these movies and shows and properties are are built on top of one another. And so if you look at this as an entrance to like the next phase of the MCU, you definitely I mean, if if the Doctor Strange movie is about the multiverse of madness. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a really tidy ending to this. But I do. I, I'm glad that we're watching it because I mean, this is the first thing I've watched in a while where I've been very interested in like theorizing about what could happen yes, and all yes, that yes, kind of yes. stuff. It's And I thought the, the world building is very cool. And I think the reason why we, f- we feel like, Oh, there's something like very wrong here is because of course, whenever you are presented with, I mean, same thing for the good place, right? I keep saying this, but whenever you are presented with like, this is an immutable truth. And <laughs> like the, the answer is like, is it though? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so, and I think if, I think this is sort of the perfect. Now, what's interesting is I was going to say this is the perfect place for like Loki to sort of have his, his trickster powers back, but like he doesn't have them right now. And what I'm interested in is will there be a point where in order to apprehend this like 
dangerous variant, he's going to say, you have to give me my powers back. And Owen Wilson will say like, okay, I'm going to grant you your powers back. And then Loki has the chance to get out and live his own life. And then he's got to make that decision. I think fundamentally the in like the place where the TVA is, which we kind of see out the window is like this megalopolis with flying cars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think fundamentally wherever that is, which seems to be like outside reality or outside the plane of existence. It's like or in Janet's void, basically. <laughs> yes. I think wherever that is, there's no giving him his powers back. Like there is no, nothing works there. No. I don't think it's a matter of, what you mean when they're like out on the hunt? Yeah, yeah, and like, like in a timeline. Yes, yeah. that's that for sure is going to happen. Where they're like, okay, we'll be good, and then they like unlock his cuffs, and he instantly goes zorp or whatever, and it's like, <laughs> all right, Loki, come on, man. I would love steal to... somebody's penis, won't you? <laughs> so yeah, but I'm excited. I think this will be a fun a fun ride for us and. And it's nice to have the episodes like come out weekly and have something to look forward to and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's good appointment stuff. television. Like, yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah. Also, uh, we didn't mention this in the recap, but Loki was DB Cooper because he lost a bet to Thor. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, that was pretty great. Tom Hiddleston in that suit, I was like, "Hello, nurse." Oh yeah, he's so attractive. It's unfair. It's like it's kind of funny because when he's Loki, like he just sort of disappears into that character and then you like see him looking like a normal person and you're like, "Oh, hello." <laughs> <laughs> Can I I was going to say something about penis stealing, but you know what? <laughs> Let's not. It's a family podcast. It's a family podcast. Do we want to um read any was there anything else that you wanted to cover? No, or... I'm okay. I'm pretty set. Um, uh, let's let's save reading emails or whatever for, for next time so I can kind of go through them because okay, it's cool. a, it's sort of in the real ones are in between cruft. Okay. Well, this has been I I'm so happy we're back. This is I yeah, I'm that's great. and I can't wait to hear what other people think about Loki. So if you have yeah. opinions, uh, Kate is watching. Shouts to Kate. She she loves Loki. That's her MCU boyfriend. So Kate, I want to hear all of the thoughts that you have. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else too. I don't know. Until until next time, steer clear of the space lizards. Yeah, I'll, we'll see you next time, ding dongs. Episode one, which is called Glorious Purpose, which I kind of love. Oh, wow. That was, I hope you, <laughs> did you hear that? Yes. It's um a dark and stormy night here. Oh my Let me goodness. start that again.